Yo, 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 what up, baby? Welcome back to another football episode of Football Without Hesitation. I am your host, Oz. And, well, the MLS is still going on, but there's no no quakes. The quakes aren't in it, but we still have quakes talk. Man, there's always something to talk about with the quakes. Sacramento's now in the league. Kind of stuff. Kind of stuff. But anyway, before we get into that, I want to let everybody know uh, to subscribe. You're listening now. Subscribe wherever you're listening, um, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever podcast player that you prefer. Uh, just hit subscribe every time episodes come out. They'll go right to your phone. You can listen to them wherever the hell you want. Um, spot. I, I should be on Spotify, but I, I looked earlier and I couldn't find the podcast, so I gotta figure that out. But um, anyway, Spotify also coming soon. It's what I prefer because that's how I listen to my music. But anyway, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, a bunch of other players because if it's on Apple, that's where a lot of people get their stuff. So, yeah, Football Without Hesitation, hit subscribe. New episodes come right at you. If you want to follow me on the social media, I do have an Instagram at FWH Podcast. Um, that one, again, is more active during the season because I'm out at all the all the matches. I'm out there, you know, drinking beer, talking shit, doing whatnot. Um, but yeah, you could follow along FWH podcast. I just posted a picture of the studio. If you're curious, um, what it looks like where I do this, uh, it, I just, I just put a flag up, man. I had this flag on in the other room. So if you see the picture, that's the studio, but there's a, there's a room right next to it. That's identical in size. There's two little, you know, 12 by 12 foot squares. And I used to have that flag over there and we got a fridge and it was behind the fridge. And I was just like, it's not doing it justice. The walls in the actual studio, other than the foam, are pretty fucking white. And that's kind of boring. So I added a little color with the flag. And uh, if you want to see that flag again, FWH Podcast. Oh, on Twitter. I also posted it on Twitter. At Baldini10 on Twitter. If you want to follow me there, that's B-A-L-D-I-N-I-10. The one number one and zero. If you're curious about where the hell that comes from, that... Is back when I used to play FIFA, was it FIFA 09? FIFA 11, something like that? Um, when I would get really into it, I, I would have an alter ego that would come out of me. And he was an Italian soccer player who was bitter about his career. And his name was Baldini. So that's where my Twitter handle comes from. It's my Italian soccer player alter ego. Eagle? That was, oh my God. It was, I didn't even, I might, that might have been a good eagle. I don't know how the fuck eagle sound. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so let's get into this show. It's got to start the show. Got to start the show. Well, dude, that's going to be my intro. It's going to be my intro. Um, but anyway, yeah, dude. So like I, like I said at the when I started recording, the, the, there's no Quakes in the playoffs. So if you're a Quakes fan, there's very little stuff going on. MLS offseason, especially these first couple of weeks, are just like like a dark zone, a fucking black hole, man. It's hard enough to get information from this league, but when the team's in the offseason, even less likely to get info. But for Quakes fans, it's so, so far it's been all good news. It's been all good news. Dude, Quakes fans, are you are you that cynical? Are you that are you that beat down yet? Are you like I've said before, at this point, following this team, being a season ticket holder for so long, I'm just a fucking I'm just a hunk of scar tissue at this point. I don't get excited. I don't get sad. I just survive. And I love this team. But 
oh, we've all all positive good news. First, you had Matias Almeida. Will he go? Will he stay? The fucking Mexican media was loving to make shit up, and of course, everyone on this side of the fucking border was like, "Yeah, yeah, they're right." Like, man, come on, it's the fucking Mexican sports media. Those dudes. Um, I mean, I'm, no disrespect. They're great journalists, but sometimes they get bored. And boom, Almeida said, "Nah, I'm staying. I signed on." Multi-year contract, my honor, my contract, Bushido code, motherfuckers. I ain't doing that. So first bit of good news right there for the Quakes. All right. You're going to have Matias, second season. The system's going to have a second season. The players are going to have a second season. They know what's coming. They know their offseason is going is not going to be as easy as the rest of the leagues. They know as soon as they're, they meet for camp, it's going to be crazy. So, and... And we'll see when when the the transfer window opens. Maybe they'll make a move. Maybe they'll make different moves. I mean, they made moves. Dude, they they brought in Andy Rios, Carlos Carlos Fierro, obviously you know Espinosa, Vega, all that stuff. But not all of them really panned out. Looking at you, Rios and Fierro, they came in later in the season though, and they were kind of more. I don't want to say a stopgap, but they never really seemed to gel. And that wasn't too concerning for me because even the Quakes, if again, everyone go, go back to that first month of the season, the Quakes weren't gelling. They were playing the exact same fucking type of, of soccer that they were later in the season, but they just weren't gelling. Just wasn't working for them. And eventually, boom, it clicked and they got it. I don't know if, again, Andy Rios or Carlos Fierro didn't get enough time to get some of that clicking or what it was, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I I would like the signings to have more impact, especially if you're going to use GAM or TAM or DP or GP or BC or AD. You're going to use some of that stuff. You be, it better work out. Um, and speaking of of GAM and TAM and DP and, and all that, um, Wando, the goat, the legend, the. <sighs> At this point, he loves this team so much that I want to be like, bro, relax. You're going to get a statue. You've done enough. But nah, dude, I'm telling you, being around this this team, seeing this guy week in and week out, this guy is just like this. He just loves this fucking team. He has his full intensity. Um, his contract had expired. He's 36. It was this big controversy, you know. Again, the Quakes are trying to change. The Quakes are going in this new direction and Wando, I mean, even if Wando fits in, which he did, he led the fucking team in goals. He had 15 goals this season, so he could figure out the system. But the truth is his time, his legs are much more limited than a lot of other players. And that's just, that's just fact age factor. It didn't, he didn't get hurt. He didn't, you know, his style of play isn't being affected or anything for any other reason other than, than he's just getting older. Those legs have a lot of kilometers in them. It's like kilometers, dude, European style. That's how you know this fucking podcast is fancy. Um, but anyway, so that was the, the big deal. Will Wando, will they just say, ah, thanks for your service, but at this point we need that money for other things? Or would they figure out a way to sign him? And it looks like they figured out a way because it's not a DP deal, and Wando has never been a DP in his career, which is interesting. Actually, I, I think he was. No, he never got a million dollars in his career. That's what it was. He's been a DP. 
But the cool thing is they didn't use any of this what's called GAM or TAM or you know, um, for those unfamiliar, the MLS soccer or roster rules are tricky as fuck. And the, the league in trying to make the, the, the American version of the sport better has introduced little different ways of giving the teams more money. You know, there's GAM and TAM are the, are the big ones, general allocation money and targeted allocation money. And the, this is money that you can go out and buy more expensive players. And that money helps buy down their value against the salary cap. <laughs> Fuck, dude. It's not even that difficult. And it is very difficult to explain. So basically, there's a say there's a player that's out there that say, okay, I'll come play for you for $1 million a season. And you go to your budget because you only have a $4.5 million player budget. So you go to your budget and then you see like, fuck, we've already spent $4 million. We need a million dollars to sign this guy. We only have half a million left in our budget. But if but signing him will not only make our team better, it will, by virtue of that, it will make the league better. So the league also, you know, is in a position where they, they would like these players to come over. So what the league created is this general allocation and targeted allocation money. And if I'm completely butchering this, somebody please correct me on social media or something or slide into my DMs. Because um, it, it, it's tricky. It's tricky. You could go to the MLS website and try to figure it out. But anyway, the league created these, these, these two types of money. And, and so let's say, and I'm not going to go into the detail right now because I'll for sure butcher it. But again, you want to sign this million dollar player. You have half a million in your budget, but then you have, let's say, 750,000 in in this general allocate or targeted allocation money. So you can take half a million from there, use that to cover the half a million that you don't have in your budget, and you will still stay within the budget rules because this TAM doesn't cost against the budget rules. If that makes sense, um, and again, I, I understand that it, it is difficult. That you know, general allocation money, target allocation money. Should like, shouldn't the just have a twenty million dollar budget and then you just go? Mm, that that would be nice, but at the moment, this is what the league does: is a four and a half million dollar budget, and there's a you know a couple other ways. There's also home homegrown players that also don't count that much against the against your budget and a homegrown players basically if a player played in your youth academy you have the ability you know if he does go pro you can claim him first um kind of like a what do they call it in the nfl a franchise player you could kind of like franchise tag the dude um in a sense and say hey this this 18 year old right here he played for our academy he's now kicking ass at Cal Poly when he's ready to come to the, you know, when he's ready to come MLS, we're going to, we're going to get him because we're the ones that kind of created him. All, right? all, all this for a fucking Wando one year signing contract. I just have to explain it. I love explaining stuff on, on this show. Uh, I would, I would love that. I wouldn't have to, but dude, as much as this league is growing, Nah, not at least at least in my circles. And again, I live in Salinas, which is a huge soccer 
city, but not too many people follow MLS or know the teams, let alone the fucking intricacies of the rules. Um, but just, yeah, just, I would just, that's your educational minute right there. The, the Oz educational minute brought to you by weed. <laughs> hey man, at least I make myself laugh, right? If you could, I mean, if you can make one person laugh, that's all right. And it's all right if it's yourself, because that's what I say. Uh, but anyway, Chris Wondolowski, the team legend, has said, you know what? I want one more go of this. He figured out a way with the front office. Obviously, he gave him a steep, steep hometown discount because they didn't have to use any of their special money. Um, and uh, I think they said he has to cut the he has to cut the grass once a month. That was part of the deal. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, but hey, wherever whatever ways you can save money, you know. Uh, but yeah, dude, that is that. I love that. That's great news. I I I, I don't know. I could I don't even want to start and get on my Wando soapbox because I could be up there forever. Um, you don't see this kind of devotion to a team very often. Um, who maybe Jerry, I mean Jerry I mean Jerry Rice ended his career uh, elsewhere. Well, I mean I guess it's still the Bay Area, but and he stuck around. Joe Montana is kind of building stuff over there in Santa Clara, but like. Who, which, I mean, and I, and granted Wando's from Danville, from the East Bay, he's a pretty native kid, but what other local player has, has just fallen in love and just been such a, 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 I'm going to say Homer, but I mean that in a positive way, a Homer for his team, Wando will go down with the ship wando will steer the ship wando will fucking paint the ship when it's on dry dog like this dude just loves the quakes and seeing his passion on the pitch off the pitch like oh man i wish i could see this dude play forever i really could i, I mean i really wish i could but it i don't it, it kind of didn't make it real that that it was we were that close to never seen Wando play again. And <laughs> that's fucking stupid, but I really getting a little emotional because the, to, I mean, okay, Wando's not playing because he's injured or whatever. He'll, he'll be back. But Wando not playing and he's never going to play again. That, you're never going to get it. The way with free agent, I mean, and free agency is still kind of weird in MLS, but it, it's coming in a more regular way. The way that works, you don't have these type of players anymore. You don't have these, um, you know, again, the, these players that, that, you know, are just, ah, what? You don't have these Al Davis, you know, I guess type people coaching, owning, you know, doing everything for the team. Um, and we have one here in San Jose and we have him for at least one more season. I mean, he's not going to go anywhere. He's going to be in the front office forever. That dude's going to be around the Quakes forever. But we have 34 more opportunities at least next season to watch him suit up for the San Jose Earthquakes. And I, I'm bittersweet. I'm really excited, but I'm again, I'm really, I'm just thinking about it on the mic right now as I'm saying it. And I didn't really think it, it would affect me this way. It's just a fucking play. I don't even know Wando. But 
it, it's going to be weird going to Ovaya for the first time, knowing that Wando is never going to put on his fucking cleats for them again. That's going to be crazy. That's going to be crazy. But anyway, I'm not going to try to get all emotional on this right now. We will we'll take we'll take the positive, man. We got him for one more season. Dude, we got Wando for one last season. He's not coming off an injury. He's coming off of barely missing the playoffs. You have any idea the fucking wild animal that's about to come to MLS next season? Those dudes. Oh, and especially if they put him in a fucking in just a super sub role, this dude's gonna come in with all the energy in the world for fucking twenty minutes. Oh, it's gonna suck for opposing teams. Sorry, sorry. And another dude, speaking of of homegrowns and people that fell in love with San Jose and are going to be around for a while, this this guy, dude, Flo, Florian Youngworth, also just announced, signed a multi-year contract with the San Jose Earthquakes. He, if you, if you read his Instagram post, that also was very emotional. He says San Jose is home. San Jose is home. He loves California. He loves San Jose. And he signed a multi-year contract and... Dude, and he specifically cited Almeida for helping with the turnaround. It was it was amazing to see that, um, because he was another one that another player that last season you were kind of like, you were more upset for the player that the team couldn't figure it out. You know, you're like this this player, Flo, dude. He gives his body every game. He gives his hundred percent every game. He's gonna, he's, he's a much more polite Stephen Lenhart. How about that? Put it that way. Stephen Lenhart wouldn't give a fuck. He'd run right through you, and he, he wouldn't give a fuck. He would, he would run right through you and then laugh. Um, Flo might knock you down because he's going for the ball, but he's not afraid of contact. Again, just like Lenhart wasn't afraid of contact, Flo is not afraid of contact, and he's, he's. Very, very skilled when it comes to his tackling. And he dude, he can he can play central defense. He can play, you know, in the midfield as a defensive holding mid. And he does fucking excellent in both, man. I guess I mean it's all defensive positions, but he was so either out of place or unmotivated or something last season. But he was so happy this season and He's re- rewarded or been rewarded for his for his suffering, for his giving up his body with a multi-year contract. He's extremely excited. I, again, I've I've been following this team for a while. For it to be still in October, and there been so much positive energy behind this team. Matias is staying. Wando's staying another season. Flo got a multi-year contract. Goddamn Reno 1868 is kicking ass in USL. Like, this team is, I mean, this league is just taking off like a rocket ship. But finally, finally, this team is clawing and punching itself up to the the top half of, of, of MLS. Cause I'm, I'm, but dude, it, that front office, bro, y'all gotta do, y'all gotta loosen up the purse strings. You gotta understand that the way that Almeida's clout and the way he could, the, you know, what he can do with the team. If that's a, if that's a playoff contending team, you're fucking, you're making money. 
if that the playoff contending team, you can sell out eighteen thousand seat at Ovaya, dude, and most of, it works so perfect because most of the time, a lot of the time, actually, San Jose it's the off season, it's the off season for the Sharks, and dude, it's it seats. The Shark Tank is 500 less. It's at 17,500 seats, um, which is, again, just under Avaya's 18,000. The Sharks have no problem selling that shit out. They have one of the loudest crowds in NHL. It's a fucking great place. It's one of the historic arenas now in hockey. And so the, the city could do it. It's not about whether a city can support a team or wants to and all that. Dude, it's 17 matches, 17 home matches a year. You can get 18,000 people out there. And, dude, look at the front office has to match the intensity now of the manager, of the players. You know, to use a a football cliche, an American football cliche, shit rolls downhill. You know, shit rolls downhill or – what else do you want to use? You're only as strong as your weakest link. You're, you can you only move as fast as your slowest person. Whatever the fuck you want to use. Um, the only thing that can really stop this momentum is the front office. And I hate to sound to be such a downer after you know all that positive stuff, but I, I, I like I was saying I'm I'm this chunk of scar tissue. So so I expect things to go wrong. I don't want you can't be happy. The, the official Quake song should be that fucking garbage. Uh, I'm only happy when it rains. I bet if when it's raining, the Quakes do better. Look it up. <laughs> but now, uh, I it, again, it's up to the front office to to latch onto this momentum and realize that there is really momentum there. I don't know if the attendance numbers looked any different or if the financials looked any different, but I'm telling you, from being in the crowd from writing for this team, from doing this podcast, there is a certain momentum behind this team. And at the moment, it really could only be slowed down by the front office. You got the players on board. You got the manager on board. The final piece of the puzzle, I mean, well, you got the fans on board. That final piece of the puzzle is that front office. So this is this is my pressure to you, front office. Figure out, realize that you have momentum. See what you have working for you and don't fuck it up. It's a, it's a tough task, man. It, it ain't an easy job. It ain't just about going out there, signing some sexy named player, and you're going to have to fill it up. No, running a team is a complicated effort. So it, it's not simple. So, I, I, you know, it's easy for me to be on the mic and be like, just fucking get it done. Sign sign bigger checks and we'll get more wins. No, I know it's going to take more, but realize the momentum that has been built and use it. Use it to the benefit of the team. Don't just use it to line your pockets or to fix your resume up so you can go somewhere else. Realize that you work for the San Jose Earthquakes. One of the historic franchises of mls people yeah historically bad as well give them that historically bad but this is the supporter shields mls cups fucking history that dates back to the 70s um 
you know, and it's it's crazy. So so let's all show some goddamn pride in this, in this team, in this team that we love that that is on an upswing. Let's get a better home jersey. <laughs> and uh yeah, and we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Anyway, speaking of momentum and and you know things that the front office is doing, like I've mentioned before, the Quakes have an affiliate. Uh, MLS is is kind of trying to build like this farm system type league or a, a lower division league that's also professional soccer. And the Quakes have an affiliate. This is not like Portland Timbers has Portland 2 or New York Red Bulls 2. This isn't a fully-fledged team that that is fully composed from the San Jose Earthquakes. I believe they just run the soccer operations. People up in Reno run the business operations. But there's a team in Reno, Reno 1868 FC, who joined USL Championship, was just the second division of American soccer a couple of seasons ago. And they're fucking good. They're doing pretty fucking good. Um, they do have uh, Kevin Partita and Matt Bersano on on the, the squad. They have Eric Calvillo, Siad Haji, all those dudes. Um, again, those are names. Some of those you might see on the pitch next year or a couple years down the road. Some of them you may not. But right now they, they're... Reno 1868, they just finished their regular season, a USL um, championship, and they came in second place, man, second place only to, to Phoenix Rising, and I mentioned it a couple episodes ago, but Phoenix Rising, look them up, they had an amazing, like a 23-game unbeaten streak, dude, it was fucking, it, it was amazing, Phoenix, they're, they're really, I don't know, it's, there's rumblings there that they want to push to be another MLS city, uh, Sacramento shout out. You're one of them, but yeah. So they finished just behind them. Cause that team was had an amazing run and guess who they go. They start their, their USL championship playoff run this Saturday, October 26 at five 30 PM. And they play Sacramento Republic. Of course, baby. You want to see, you want to see a, a ride the, uh, the I 80 rivalry, one of the, the I 80 Derby. The Darby, fucking don't say Darby. Fucking never been to England and you say Darby. Um, anyways, Reno versus Sac Republic, I-80. There's no snow, so it's going to be a lot of people going back and forth. It's in Reno, so it's going to be at that elevation. Uh, like, again, we're going through a heat wave right now, so I don't think on Saturday it's going to snow. So it should be a beautiful weather. By then, the heat wave should be slightly broke. Um, I don't know. It's on ESPN Plus. Again, this is a plug for ESPN Plus, even though they don't pay me to plug them. But it's like five five or six bucks a month or something like that. It's the shit. I I love it. I, I love that any afternoon I could just open that app up, go to the live thing. And I'll be watching. Dude, I'll be watching. You watch. There's so much soccer. So much soccer. Granted, a lot of it is NCAA soccer. But it's soccer. Go oh, fuck. Do y'all watch an NCAA women's like Division three soccer? Like, are you kidding? I can watch this live, and it's the shit. It's soccer. I, I do. I much rather watch that than some fucking college baseball game. Tell you that much. Um. 
So yeah, dude, shout out ESPN Plus. Get that shit, dude. And they have a USL Championship, so you can watch the whole. I, I, that's how I've been watching them. Sac Republic, Reno, eighteen sixty eight, Phoenix Rising, New Mexico, so that's the, oh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> I just naming names, uh, but it, it's great, dude. When USL Championship is is in the middle of their season on the weekends, it feels like you have soccer twenty four seven. It's the shit. But anyway, I'm done with my rambling today. Hope you enjoyed the show. It was pretty positive till that front office thing came up. But come on, you can't be nice to the to corporate. You got to be tough on corporate. Um, but anyway, th- thanks any thanks everybody for listening. I gotta go watch the end of this Atlanta Philly game. Sixty fifth minute, Atlanta is up one to nothing over Philly. The Matt Gressel. Matt Gressel chip got them there. And then getting ready for that 7.30 LAFC versus Galaxy. Ooh. Ooh. I hate that. I'm so excited for that match. But at the same time, I think LAFC is going to beat the shit out of Galaxy. So I'm fucking pumped. Because like I said, ah, LAFC, I'll, I'll get to hating you as the years go on. But the fucking beef is with Galaxy, dude. The beef has been there for fucking two decades. Um, so, yeah, man, it's getting pumped. I'm going to go watch that shit. So, anybody, thanks for listening. Football Without Hesitation, Oz, signing out. Peace.